What's up, everyone, and welcome to our first Facebook Live edition. Today, our guest is Kurt Benarsik. Did I get nailed that right? It. Nailed it. I nailed it. Awesome. And he's a certified functional strength coach through Mike Boyle. He works at uh, Next Level Strength and Conditioning uh, Center. So he's a personal trainer there. And let's just get started. Kurt, just tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get started in this field? And just kind of give us a little bit of background of sure. where you're at. Sure. Um, when I was in, I think, eighth grade, our, our school, I was Fairport High School and uh, you know, middle school and all that, uh, our, our football team got a new varsity coach, and he was taking strength and conditioning a little bit more seriously than the, the prior guy. So for the first time, he kind of invited the younger guys in the program, guys playing modified BNA, um, to kind of join the team in the offseason, do, do some strength and conditioning stuff. Um, I had never really lifted weights, although... I just recently had a conversation with a buddy that I grew up with and he recalls one time myself doing sit-ups just, you know, at a sleepover. I had to get my 200 for the day or whatever. I kind of forgot that I did that, but uh, anyway, the, uh, a bunch of us eighth graders, we hopped on the bus and, and took a bus over to Fairport high school, participate in the strength and conditioning program. Um, cool. brand new to it, terrified, uh, but we ended up like we're maxing out squat and bench pressing. My bench press like 95 pounds or something, but ended up squatting 175 pounds. Uh, I was about a hundred. I was about a hundred pound eighth grader. So uh, Lord knows if I went to full depth, I'm pretty much going to guarantee I didn't. But anyway, right. They, uh, I think some of the other guys were kind of impressed by that. Like I was always kind of like I said, hundred pound eighth grader, a little bit of a shrimp, you know. Yeah. Um, certainly a late bloomer in that regard. And I just kind of took to it, you know, just seeing that wow, you know, I'm not going to be able to help my height, but, uh, you know, if I can get strong, like that's going to be my way onto the field, uh, playing football and, uh, baseball ended up being my main sport. Right. But, um, yeah, I just, I kind of benefited from lifting and all that for years, you know, into, so you saw like a lot of results. Yeah, man. I, you know, I I guess performance. Yep. To be honest with you, I, I think I probably have some decent genetics for that. Like my, my father's worked construction his whole life he's teased me for years about the weight room that he's never done it. And he's still jacked whoop his ass now, but like <laughs> up, to, up, to, up till I was like, even like 18, he probably kicked my ass. Um, and, uh, I'm probably, probably older than that, 24 or something like that. Right. Um, but anyway, I, I, I definitely did see results and I benefited from that. Um, I got pretty strong. I mean, I'm certainly not, you know, the strongest you've ever seen, but like could definitely hold my own in the weight room. I think that helped. I ended mm-hmm. up playing college baseball first at U of R and then Ithaca College. Oh, cool. Um, fairly, I, in my my own opinion, kind of exceeded my my own expectation, um, and just kind of preconceived genetics and all that. Uh, ended up getting my degree at Ithaca in clinical exercise science. So I, you know, I kind of took to the body even further at that point. Um, did my internship in cardiac rehab at the strong heart center. I just kind of realized at that point doing the internship, you know, there were people in there that had a you know, cardiac event just prior, you know, mm-hmm. literally within the last couple of weeks. Um, and these people were you know, for the most part kind of unwilling to make lifestyle changes. They're just like, yeah, you know, here's my insurance company wants me to be here 36 yeah. times or whatever. Um, and then I realized like, I kind of wanted to be a little bit more of a, you know, work with a, a healthier population. Right. Uh, so did some sports performance stuff, you know, ended up 
going through a bunch of different things. I, I had joined CrossFit at some point, um, actually CrossFit 585, That's where I met. think we, we officially met. Yeah. Um, you just mentioned prior to the podcast that we yeah, had yeah. run into each other previous to that. What do you think of CrossFit? That's a loaded question. I know. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> Being a trainer, uh, we're all trainers. Sure. You know? I've, uh, I have a bunch of experience, too. I've been a, a coach at both Nova Fitness and CrossFit Boomtown. Uh-huh. Uh, I think CrossFit just is, is similar to nearly anything in life in that you can have a, a horrible practitioner and you can have great practitioners. Right. Um, you know, part of the beauty of CrossFit is that they've allowed, um, you know, affiliates to kind of do their own thing, um, kind of make anything CrossFit. I mean, you can have swimming on one day and a powerlifting competition the next day. Like, that's CrossFit, I guess. Um, Interesting. You know, so you kind of have that, like, there's there's probably plenty of people out there just kind of throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. Right. At the same time, um, you know, that, that has allowed it to evolve with some of the smartest minds in strength and conditioning, you know, um, you know, I don't really care to name any other names, but like, there's plenty of people out there that are, that are doing awesome things, you know, preventative care, um, you know, not, not only in the performance realm, like, you know, normal people aren't what you're going to see on the CrossFit games. Um, people that are, that are training real people and just using a CrossFit methodology, um, I think it's pretty cool to see like like the sport of what was the sport of Olympic lifting before CrossFit and after CrossFit, right? Absolutely, putting a barbell in some people's hands, and you know, needless to say, that is helping the United States weightlifting team for sure. Oh yeah, hundred percent. How many people like you know, you know, back in the eighties, clean and jerked, you know, compared to sure now. Sure. What's interesting is you haven't seen a huge increase. Uh, I think CrossFit's probably. increase the, the popularity of weightlifting in most countries. Of course, you have, yeah. you know, China, Russia, Bulgaria, like the, that's where yeah, weightlifters are a national treasure. But like other places, you know, um, we also haven't seen too many, like you know, we haven't seen world records being broken at a, at a more interesting, or, you know, yeah. a streamlined pace. Uh, it, it's probably going to take a few more generations, but maybe yeah. we'll see that just more people doing it. Um, so yeah, that's a, a cop out, right? CrossFit is great and it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, yeah, I think it's like, like anything. I mean, yeah. that's just like you know, yeah. I think my can my concern always with CrossFit. I'll, I'll, I can break it up and get a little controversial with it and yeah. start going is is telling somebody to do as many pushups as they can in the fucking minute. To me, I don't agree with that because most people that all they're focusing on is pushups. They're not sure. there's forms done, and then. And then it's over. It, it, um, most of the time, whenever I've seen, how do I know that? Because when you have that mindset, if I have that mindset, if I'm going to, if whenever I've said to any client over, over the, over the years of teaching or even myself, I say, okay, you're going to do such and such and as many as you can in that, um, in that minute, let's just say it's a minute. By the time you're getting to that low, the last little bit, nobody's doing it. Very few people are doing that push up right at that point because all they're thinking about, okay, is how am I going to just get as many as I possibly can get in? I mean, let's think about it. We're all sure, better. We're trying to, uh, sure, if you're looking at that right. way and you're trying to count, like, you know, how many I can get, it's like the army. Like, I was in the army and you right. PT tests. Right. I was going to say, you have military. It's the worst push ups I've ever seen, you know, in the in, you know, real wide. Just doing this, you know. Right. And yeah, yeah. I think uh, so that's where I, I mean, I'm sure, I know push, it's so. Like, I can I can have my guys at my gym. Like, I can say, okay, how many pushups can you get in a minute? 
and they're going to do correct push-ups until failure, and then they're going to scale it, or they're going to do different ways. So they and that's the way the, to do it, right? Within the right form. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, kind of back to your original question. I think maybe you can draw the line at like, there's the sport of fitness, uh-huh. and then there's CrossFit as a holistic methodology of, of right. strength training. Right. Um, so ultimately, you're going to have a certain number of gyms that are prioritizing, hey, what's the best score of the day? How many push-ups can you right. do in this time? Right. How, I mean, what was your Fran time? Right. Um, at the same time, you're probably going to have CrossFit affiliates who don't even have a fucking clock in there. Right. I mean, you'd like to think so. Maybe we're a little bit ways yeah. off from that. But, uh, you know, CrossFit has also allowed um, many more people to open kind of a, I hate the term, but like a functional fitness gym or something a little bit less um, commercial. Right. And it's, still, it's, and still. It's got a lot of good benefits. Almost, like almost guaranteed, man, you're going to have a couple people knocking on the door. Right. So like you opened a gym yeah. in, in not that way. And I think, <laughs> no, no, honestly, no, no, you know, and you, I mean, I, I'm not saying anything negative at all, but like that was probably part of your integrity, right? You're like, I'm not doing a CrossFit thing, yeah. but use more than more than certainly lost out on some revenue based on that, whether it's the revenue you want, whatever, but you're going to have more people coming to the door if it's across an affiliate for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you'll see a lot of gyms just become affiliated just to get that revenue. Right. Sure. Like that's it's like, there's a part, there's a business model. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that, I think that's the one thing that, uh, you know, the best, most glamorous CrossFit gym, not necessarily, it's not necessarily the best, like, right. you know, Usually the best like coaches aren't the best business guys. No. You know, but the ones that really market well and they, they know how to do all these other little details very good, they're the ones that are drawing the crowds. It's not especially it's not about Instagram? Not about not about your followers? Of course not. You fucking all up. But you know, with my, my situation, I was CrossFit certified and I was considering becoming a CrossFit chairman. I just at the end of the day I was like, you know, it was a thousand dollars a month or, or, or a year. It wasn't too expensive. It wasn't like I couldn't afford it, but I just, I think the biggest thing I have with CrossFit is it breeds comparison. And when we compare ourselves with anybody in any situation, we're always going to have doubt. We're always going to have all this kind of shitty feelings about ourselves. There's always going to be that like star of the gym. And then like, you know, there's going to be someone that be like, Oh, I wish I could get Kurt's time. You know, I wish I could lift like Kurt or right. like that. And I, I, I'd like to steer away from that and like individualize through scaling and different methods when I train people. Right. You know, like, so if I know something's really good, okay, I'm going to heavier load or I'm going to, this person, I'm going to cut, a, you know, a round off yours just to kind of help you out, you know. Right. And, and I think that's and knowing your guys and knowing like what they're capable of. Um, that shows a good trainer to me. That's sure. Cool. Um, one of the things we try to do at next level, uh, I coach in the mornings there at, at 6 a.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. Um, and there's evening classes as well, um, run by another wonderful coach named Mike. We probably should have him on here at some point too. Um, so uh, the people that come in the morning typically don't also go at night. So we kind of like these people are for the most part, unless I have a sub, are only coached by me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to uh, try to develop a culture that, you know there's some personal accountability in that as well. So not, not, it's not only me calling off the rounds. It's like, Hey man, you know that your, your form's breaking down. Like you either stop or you like grab a lighter kettlebell or you, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. 
Um, awesome. You know, and I, it would be super ignorant to think that there aren't CrossFit coaches that do that. I mean, there are thousands. Oh, of course, of, of course. I mean, there's there's, you know? there's so, absolutely good. There's you're going to get the good and the bad with everything, and you're going to get people that. It's just I I yeah. It's just it's. I think it's just how you. Yeah, it comes down to really how you approach it with people. And when you start focusing on the competition aspect of things all the time, especially with people that aren't necessarily like the, the lay person who's just going in to get a good workout and stuff, that's when you start, if the, if the instructor's not good and focused, that's when it starts to lose focus and it becomes about, it becomes about just that, how many thing, how many can, of these things can I do? I mean, I, I do stuff like that in my gym now. I have a burpee challenge for the month of October. We're doing all these different kinds of burpees and stuff, but we're, the focus is form every single time and I'll stop people if I see them. I'll say, okay, you're done. I'm not counting that one. You know, you're we have to we have to get it going and, and make sure that it's uh you're you're doing you're doing um it the right way. It's like, I am Q rap. But it's like that balance because that, right, exactly. But it's that balance too because people do enjoy that little com- com- competitive thing too because in 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 the gym people are really in my gym right now, people are really getting into that, and sure. and so I think it's, it's just that balance, you know. I yeah, think, I mean, I, I think, I think um, if it if it causes any sort of like, you know, emotional response, I think that's a great thing. What I, you know, Greg Glassman must be a, a fucking genius. Yeah. Um, you know, he probably never saw it to to this degree, right? But if, if it has this many people, kind of like, it, it creates controversy, like. Isn't that pretty much an amazing thing? Because our nation is facing an obesity crisis. Like, yeah. if people are people are talking about, oh my god, this is too popular. Like, pretty hypocritical, right? Yeah. Um, hey, if it's getting more people to work out, then that's sure. that's 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 freaking amazing. Yeah, and I think like anything, like like you know, like one person gets hurt, so they got hurt doing CrossFit, or I got hurt doing yoga, or I got hurt doing right. Pilates. Like it, it, like it puts it in the ball. You know, and it, it doesn't say anything like right. human nature, right? I think I think it actually one thing I used to think about is like those injuries that happen in whatever medium we're talking about, we're probably gonna happen in CrossFit or whatever, just probably sped that up a little bit because right. you've been sitting in a cubicle, you're like this, you don't yep. stretch out, you don't mobilize, you don't do these other things, and then you go do intense workouts, you know, and you do that day in and go day from out. Zero to six shit. Yeah. Like shit. Shit. Yeah. yeah, go out drinking and then like, okay, now your rotator cuff is well, no. you you remember that I was I'm gonna say it was probably six or seven years ago now. There was that whole article in the New York Times about yoga and about how well I don't remember what the what they were. It was something about how yoga is not good for you, or they were talking about how people, too many people were getting injured in yoga. I read the uh, it was a huge article. It was like a big deal. All these yogis were getting pissed off, and but what was he- Oh, that's right. They were they were they were just like thinking in their head. <laughs> they were just like whatever. <laughs> I'll remember <laughs> <Come> that. <on. laughs> but anyways, well, they were talking about 2017. Yeah. <laughs> they were talking about how these people were getting injured, and 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 there was a lot of obviously people getting pissed off about the whole thing, saying that if you're doing yoga right, you're not going to get injured. And what it came down to was a bunch of these um, studios were just putting people in like headstands. Without preparing them, because I think well, I had. I wish I could remember exactly what what it was about, but I think it was about the headstands and stuff. And though how they were not doing it. Oh yeah, how they were not doing it. It's not that yoga was hurting people. They weren't. Did you? Yeah, exactly. It's that they weren't doing it. They weren't preparing people properly to do the the things. Yeah, and that's that's 
the huge thing. You don't just jump somebody into that stuff. And but then, isn't there a personal accountability for the person, and it doesn't revolve involve the, the medium of what they're doing, right? Like as you as an individual, as a trainee, like you should know what you're capable of to a degree. I, I like, just I, I think they should like like as a trainer, like like I can only I had someone rip an Achilles tendon in my class once. Like it was one of the worst injuries I've ever seen. And was yeah, in my class doing a box jump, like and she she took a bunch of time off. And then she came back and was going like a batter to hell. And she right. was an older lady and like going to jump. Fucking Achilles ruptured and smashed the front of the box jump. She fell over. I didn't realize that her Achilles actually when I just saw her shins bleeding everywhere. And oh, I was geez. like, oh, fuck. But like there was many times I was like, chill out. Yeah. You know, calm down sure. a little bit. Like right. scale yourself in. They're the hardest ones to train. The, one, the, the ones that can push themselves yeah. without like that pain. Like there's the ones that are scared that you have to kind of like get behind them and make them move. Right. The ones that just fucking go. Those are the ones that like, you have to be like, all right, this is good, but you know, you can go now. Right. So let's work within it. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why coaching is a social science, right? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're dealing with any number of personalities, right? That are, some are, some are terrified. Some are, Ex- extremely motivated <laughs> some fucking out of control who knows yeah, yeah. Um, totally totally well interesting segue you mentioned uh tearing your achilles on a box jump i myself am a statistic in that category so i tore my achilles box correct rebounding box jumps uh, about three years ago tore my right achilles oh jeez. um was and, it on the way down so rebounding so like it was kind of that amortization phase right where I'm I'm kind of eccentrically loading the Achilles as I am preparing for the next yeah, yeah. jump uh, don't do that you guys do not do it. <laughs> step down yeah um, but interestingly enough like that that kind of put a definitely like put a T in my my kind of fitness journey right um, I, I cared a lot more about like the weight on the bar at that time know guilty of of being a rep guy you know oh yeah you know i'm guilty of it sometimes too this day and you know, you know anyone who says they're 100 percent quality oriented yeah it's either full of shit or they don't they don't get results from anyone inefficient right. exercise is good for that list. yeah straight up so Absolutely. like yeah. you know, mean, it is, <laughs> right i mean by that's the definition of it um but you know it, it kind of like changed my approach i was forced to do things that you know, i wasn't going to just sit at home Mm-hmm. But I certainly couldn't deadlift or snatch or right. squat or whatever. Um, found a little bit more of an interest in like some body weight and, and kettlebell stuff, and um, you know, just have kind of evolved from there. So I would say that's an absolute, uh, you know, checkpoint right. um, in my life, anyway. Um, that's cool, and like that. you know, it's like things happen for a reason too, and then you find, sure. you find yourself like. You know, for me, yoga was like the thing after I got a slap tear on my shoulder, you know, to yep. pull-ups, you know. Sure. Um, and it, you, you can find love in other things, right? And the, it, it's it's really cool. I remember seeing a lot of stuff and like, Kurt's doing a lot of kettlebell stuff. And I was curious because mm-hmm. I always remembered you just like picking up weight and like throwing weight around, okay. you know. Um, so did you do any certifications with kettlebell or you just kind of like practiced and just practice on my own, man. Nice. Um, a lot of YouTube. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's what I've done too, pretty much, just to learn a lot of like kettlebell stuff. So. Yeah. 
I, uh, there's just a big, big fan of like the hard style approach though. I, you know, kettlebell sports amazing, but like, yeah, you know, it's not, that's not my cup of tea whatsoever. Yeah. That's crazy. Kettlebell sport is wild. Especially yeah. when you see the Russians. It's and, like, freaking intense. Yeah. I, I, it's anytime, like, and this is how I kind of look at anything. Anytime you put a sport, the sport becomes first, right? Like when I'm training fighters, right. they're training for a fight. So like health and wellness is like back here. Oh, so sure. When we're training like for kettlebell sport, like sure you'll get fit doing it, but you're also throwing some health and wellness out back door. And that's why the, the card style that you say, it's kind of, we're just being safer really. In the- Absolutely. I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds like you're kind of in a similar situation, though. You know, you you suffer slap tear or whatever, um, because you probably were venturing towards, you know, where the point where, you know, health and wellness and performance diverge, right? They're on the same path for a long time, yeah. but eventually, like, you might have to choose. Um, and it's, it's, it's ego. It's, yeah, for sure. Ego it's is, always, is. Yeah, it's tough to overcome that. Like, it's human nature. You can squat 315 like you want to squat 325 now like i get it um how much how, when's enough enough yeah and that's, uh that's so, a, like being injured good question I, I would hate to say that there was you know that it was a positive thing but like a silver lining it, it pretty much completely uh changed the direction of of my own kind of like journey in fitness and movement so uh you know i think one of the best things about like you know training some hard style kettlebell stuff is like it that it it find you can find that approach where like health and and performance are, are kind of equal yeah. you know what i mean where like the mobility is built in you're you know you're yeah you're not focused on body parts you know it's just like your body moves as one yeah and i, I it's just like kettlebells are that like ultimate tool like I, I mean i think all tools are cool like you know mixes dumbbells all that stuff's great but if I could pick one, like, you know, just body weight and kettlebell stuff, like you could pretty much take care of yourself for a lifetime with that. I call it the multi-tool. Yeah. yeah. You know, the you... Turkish get-ups, like some, you know, that alone is is one of my favorite exercises because it's just, it hits everything in a controlled manner. Yeah. So it, it, there's stability there. There's. How do you like the question, what does this work? Turkish get what does this work? What is, what's your yeah, answer? Everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything is everything. And your brain. Like, yeah. Really, oh, like, fully. Yeah. And I think if, as a coach, it's one thing that I can notice that I can fine-tune anybody's search get up. Like, there's so right. many areas to fine-tune it, you know. You drive people nuts, man. Yeah. I do. I certainly do. I love to get up. Lost sound. Do you still have it? Or did it come back? What are you talking about? Perry's on there. I was just wondering. She said lost sound. Huh. I forgot we were even doing that. You forgot what you're doing live. Just having too good a time, man. Yeah, we're having too a good, good time. time. Yeah, yeah. So what's um what else do you what else do you uh, have going on? You, you have any other things that you're working on or doing anything right now, or is it just pretty much focusing on the training and um, and next level and all that? And, and so that. really, I'm only at next level. I, t- I teach those four classes in the morning. Uh, I've got a couple of in person clients. That, okay. You know that I have quite good relationships with, and I do a few online as well. Okay. Um, that's. I I just started uh, training with the Alfred State baseball team once a week. Um, oh, cool! Just kind of so nice. happened they lost their strength and conditioning coach. Their head baseball coach is a good buddy of mine. 
Um, but that's the extent of the strength and conditioning that I'm I'm currently doing. Okay. Um, for, so for going on 30, 30 something years, my family has built uh, gunite swimming pools. So as kind of my full time gig, I'm involved in that. And, oh, this swimming you know, pool. Okay. Yeah, and that you know, I kind of made that decision post Achilles as well, um, just from the standpoint of like, I w- I don't want to have to rely on something that I love so much just to pay my bills. That's and, an interesting perspective. Um, you know, I kind of embraced going back into the family business and and doing that and then supplementing it with just, just the coaching that I really wanted to do. Right. Um, so you're just, you know, I, I, I'm fortunate to have right. that position, like white right. privilege, whatever. Right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I think I've used it to well, manage. I mean, like a, right. super happy and, right. you know, um, for a while, try to generate some, some free content, uh-huh. you know, um, Facebook, Instagram, that kind of thing, writing, writing blog posts, whatever. Um, I enjoy doing that, but at the end of the day, like there's nothing that I can say that hasn't been said better. Right. Um, and if I'm if I'm doing it out of my own time for free, and you know, getting getting six likes and zero comments, or you know, and I think I mean, when, when I can post about what is most better than Chipotle, and you get like a thousand comments, whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just interesting in that ass. way. I, I kind of that lost is luster for me. Right. Um, I understand that. So now I just working with the people that I work with. I love spreading my ideas, trying to make them cool. the best they can be. But yeah. I think, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, so between working a full-time job, you're married yep. and coaching, like how do you find time and, and square that time away for your personal fitness within all that? Um, that's an interesting question because actually in two weeks, I'm participating in the tactical strength challenge. Oh, cool. I don't know if you know that is, but it's a, uh, it's actually through Strong First, uh, Pavel Satsuman's nice. company. Um, it's three events. It's a max deadlift, powerlifting style, uh, max reps of pull-ups um, in one set, and then the, a five-minute snatch test with 24 kilos. Um, my my plan was to have trained, you know, pretty hard for it, specifically for the last you know eight to ten weeks. Um, that has not happened. So, um, <laughs> you ask how I prioritize my fitness. I don't. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, you know, one of my big things is like, you know, once you have a good control of of basic movements and whatnot, you know, that opens up your, your life or your, your movement to so many different things. Like everybody wants that new shiny, whatever. Um, but if you can squat properly and push and pull and hinge and do all that and all of movement is just combinations of those things. So like what I've really done recently is, um, you know, I don't train anything specifically. I just kind of like do something that's fun for me for the day. Um, it ends up being like a lot of different stuff, but not amazing at any of them, but mm-hmm. really don't care. Right. You know? Um, so I might be out like hiking one day. Uh, I've got a trampoline, 30 years old, no kids, 14 foot trampoline in the backyard. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I actually I was just on it uh, about an hour ago, actually. Had a nice. couple minutes. So uh, lift weights one day, do sprints another day. Um, you know, am I, am I leaving some performance on the table? Sure. Is it, it's probably not also the best for, not the best for my health, I guess, but I, I would say I'm going down a pretty good path there. Um, just keep, well, you're just keeping, keeping it a variety. You know, the variety is a um, huge thing. But more than anything, man, it's the mental. 
Yeah, so much. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. listen to all kinds of podcasts, and it seems like a lot of high performance people these days are very into like meditation. It's kind of a that's become something that you know, more people in in the West are doing, right? Um, and they had Tello on here a little bit ago. Yeah. Um, he loves it. I yeah. I never really could get into that sort of you know sit there with your own thoughts and meditate, but like that's what I do when I'm climbing a tree or. You know, on the woods hiking. Um, I happen to still love strength training, so like I still do it some. Right. But like there are almost no days where I'm like, oh, this workout's gonna suck. I just refuse to do that now. Right. Um, right. Of course, I have been guilty of trying to push people towards that. You know, maybe a little quick. Been strength training for 15 years since eighth grade. You know, the journey brought a lot of enlightenment too. You know, so like putting all those hours in following you know bodybuilding.com templates and weightlifting six times a day going to crossfit like i guess that put me in the position to be able to you know quickly embrace hey i want to rent a stand-up paddle dude it's not going to be that difficult for me you know that shiny new object is within your reach because mm -hmm. you put the time in you handle the basics Absolutely. yeah you put the work in yeah and I think that's, I think I, I deal with that a lot of times when I get like a newer trainee that, and they, they show frustration in the beginning because they want to get it now. Yeah. They have that like now button, right? And like, you know, it's like, you just gotta just, just do it. Just don't even go there, right? It's right. just like, you're at where you're at. And I think like with me, with like going into yoga, I was, I mean, if there's, I know there's no such thing, but I was bad. <laughs> I was bad at yoga. I wasn't flexible. And I like, and that's why I went, and I just like I'm just gonna keep on doing it. I'm yeah. Gonna, fuck it. I'm just gonna keep on doing it, and I'm gonna keep on going, and I'm gonna keep on sweating, and keep on like going through this agony that it was giving me. And I did get better. And I think one of the one of the imagine that right? Yeah. One of the Fuck best practice things, something. One of the best things you get me and where I started to feel myself really kind of fall into it was someone told me to stop trying so hard. Yeah. Like within yoga, like I'm. I'm you know, and you're like, you wonder why you're not fucking flexible, you know, because you're just like trying so fucking hard. And like, once I just like smile and just like kind of relax within it and like go, all of a sudden you're like, okay, oh, I can find some movements here. And like, you know, and I have some like, you know, just like liquid almost with sure. your joints, you know, versus sure. that like, uh, yeah. uh, uh, there was. There was that. Is it Wheels of Life or one of the? I don't know if it was Wheels of Life. One of the books that I read a while uh, a while back. I think it's by the same author. I don't think it's that specific one though. Judith. Judith. Yes. She was talking a lot about because she's a therapist, and then she puts a lot of um, you know exercise type stuff in her therapy as well. And um, I actually did a lot of study on this years ago um, about how there's different emotions and different body parts. Of our body, like hamstrings, I think is like past emotions, and and yeah, exactly. So it and I started to observe people, you know, in in their 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 everyday life, my clients and stuff, and I and the people and the clients that were um, shut down or or didn't or wouldn't talk about their past tended to be have like tighter hamstrings or tend to have the whatever the thing was that I recognized tended to have the correlation in their body. So what I've seen over time is when you work with, when I've worked with a lot of these people, a lot of the clients that I've worked with, 
once they start to open things up in their body, it opens things up in their mind and in their spirit as well. And not only do they have, I've had clients actually stretching at the end of start crying, <laughs> like have it, have it, like sure. literally start crying. It's in, and I'm sure you guys have had too. And it's, it's amazing what, what that brings. And in the process, one of the biggest things that it brings is confidence for everybody, for, for the clients. And once they do something or they get deeper in a stretch they never thought they were going to be able to do, they all of a sudden do it. And there's just like a whole new world beyond fitness that opens up for them, you know? And I think that that's what one of the biggest benefits of just having people work out in general. Sure. The normal population, just the population is just trying to get their asses out of the chair, basically, and start to move a little bit. So all you out there that haven't worked out yet, get in here and work out because it doesn't matter where you're at. And, and it's amazing. You, you get that squat right, finally, or you get, you know, you're able to finally do 10 push-ups instead of just five. It's it's amazing how that just brings a whole new I think if, thing if, to your you life. Know, you're opening up a range of motion that hasn't been open since you were 13. Right. Right. All of a sudden, and then what were you going through when you were 13 years exactly. old? Exactly. Exactly. Like, how was your life? How did you feel? Like, right. what was what was your situation with your mom and dad? Like, you know, did you feel neglected? Were you loved? And all of a sudden, these things. All of a sudden, you're wait. My hips are opening up to this this spot that hasn't been open. Yeah. You know, that's that flooding. That's that purging. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I've had clients, uh, one client in particular, I'll never forget. She was very type type A, driven, you know, travel all the time, had a big high profile job and um, was walked around literally like this all the time. And all she wanted to do was work really hard. Yeah. And then all she wanted to do was work out hard. And anytime I would do any sort of stretching at the end, she was coming to do Pilates with me primarily too, which was ironic. Um but we would do we we would get into the weights as well. She would get pissed off. She's like, "Steve, I told you I do not want to stretch." <laughs> so it was like, and she would get really pissed off. I'm like, "Well, you, this is kind of what you need to do." You sure. Know? I mean, your body is like this, and it never we we never got past that. But it was amazing the, the emotions that it brought up just going going there. All the whatever she's holding on in in her her body was it was it's pretty insane. You know? Yeah, man. That's that's a super interesting point about um, you know fitness or whatever your your movement practice whatever it is however you're you're getting activity out um, it ought to mean more than whatever weights on the bar or how deep you get into the stretch right like if it doesn't you guys you need to find something else that yeah. that gets that for you because like I think you know comfortably say like the three of us and and a lot of other people that I'm sure we respect in the field um, are seeing it in through that lens and and changing people's lives in that regard rather than just uh, oh my god look at this transformation Tuesday lost 40 pounds this right. month like right. that's great and I I think like you know when when the psychological well being is improved from something like that then hell yeah that's, um, but that's you see awesome, a lot man. of times just like the objectivity takes over and yeah. Um, you know, we realize it's a lot more about like the emotional connection to what you're doing and just like just play like we, we're we're adults but like we're still human beings we need to play we, get out we, we need to play more yeah man adults, you know, that's, that's what that's, i'm all about man. yes totally and I so like, yeah Sorry. i like to think about like a lot of times when we work out and we're exercising we think of this place we want to be right like I, i'm gonna be i'm gonna have stronger legs or i'm gonna be more fit or i'm gonna lose weight i'm gonna be doing this and we we spend less time in that present moment of the actual fitness of like 
what am I feeling within these lunges that I'm doing, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever I'm doing? Like, why, what are these emotions that are coming up in my head? You know, and I think if we can spend more time to that present within the struggle of the fitness, right? Because there's ultimate struggle. I was talking about it today in my classes. Like you go through peaks and valleys within like, you know, you know, an AMRAP of emotions, right? Like, mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, this is never gonna end. And then right. you have to like have to work that mental in. And like if you really start to practice that, that shit carries over to so much. It's amazing. Yeah. That's you know yes, absolutely does. This is not an original thought. I can't remember where I heard it from, so apologize. The person who, who coined this is probably not listening, but uh, you have to sometimes also exercise that I'd rather not, but here we go muscle. Yep. And I, I heard yeah, that I and like I, that. I just, good. it stuck with me. I'd rather not, but here we go. Yeah. And ultimately yeah, um, that's not all the time. You should not do that all the time. Right. And then you're yeah. pushing, pushing to the degree that um, you, you don't want to be at, like that can lead to an unhealthy thing. But yeah, um, I mean, like I said, I, I don't often, um, dread a workout or I pretty much never. I just, if I find something that I want to do for the day, but that doesn't mean like I'm not sprinting up a hill in the woods and like, I see the top. I don't want to sprint to the top. Like I'm not stopping. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to do that enough. You have to get uncomfortable enough. You gotta, yeah. you gotta get comfortably uncomfortable. That's yeah. the thing. You have to be able to, cause you don't learn from being comfortable. You don't learn from sitting on the couch watching TV at night, you know, or drinking a beer. Sure. You learn from, you know, running up that fucking house. You've learned a lot drinking beer. You've learned a lot drinking beer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. all in the morning. Forget <laughs> it all in the morning, yeah. Right. Let's go on. Um, yeah, so it's, and I, and I always, I think I've said this a bunch of times on the podcast too, is, 99.9% of the time, you're not going to regret working out. You're just going to, re- you're always going to regret not working out, at least doing something. You'd go for a walk. If you get up, you do something, you know, and and move. Your body's meant to move. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sorry about the Marlo. Yeah. That's Marlo the dog. I'm going to take my thing. Okay. Go okay. Riddance. Um, but you do, like, I bet you regret to work out that. Tore my Achilles for sure. Like, there's certain things. See, but do you really regret it though? Because you learn, you change your path. You know, like when I've gotten injured, I've never regretted it, and the reason why is I've always learned from. And I don't think you regret if you learn from things. You don't. You improve, you learn, yeah, and you won. Right, exactly. If you you don't improve and you don't learn, right, then it is a regret. Chalk one up in the wind column, you know. Yeah, exactly. And it does suck to get injured, but if you take it. You know, like, all right, fuck, I'm injured. What am I gonna? How? What am I gonna learn from this? You know, maybe you have to learn a whole different way to to move or a different modality. Maybe you get into yoga. Maybe you get into meditation because you can't move for a while. I mean, that's that's a big that's a big thing. I think that's a huge deal. You know, a lot of people get into exercise because they got injured. You know, doing Absolutely. something. They get into yeah. yoga. Or they get into Pilates. Those are the two big ones. You know, they get injured mm-hmm. doing something. They either do yoga or they do Pilates. You know, sure. um, so I think it's so. I don't. Yeah, I think that that's that's huge. I've, is to learn from every single thing that you do, period. Yeah, I think, but I, I guess, you know, there's been situations where I've worked out so much and I'm so fucking sore and I'm so like achy and sure, warming up, it gets me better, but the, I probably shouldn't be working out, you know, and I do. I mean, I've done that. I've been that person where like- I'm always that you know, person, like, I love it. <laughs> you work out five times this week and you really could use a rest day. And then you're like, but I need to push through. You know, and I had that battle within my head, and I, this is definitely the old Rodney. You know? That's the old Rodney. Yeah. And, and now, now I'm like, okay, I'm not doing it. You know, like, you know, See, so I'm, I'm the push through person still. 
Yeah. I like to work out seven days a week. Do something at least. You know, it's an evolution, man. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, um, that you know that Achilles tear. I keep going back to that because I was always the person who, you know, I'm following when there's five, three, one, or I'm doing a weightlifting program or something like that. Um, I don't believe I've done that since. I mean, I tried to tried to like schedule schedule training so that I could perform well in that competition in a couple of weeks. Like I just do a lot better if, you know, I'm warming up for the day. I'm like, doesn't feel right. I'm out. Yeah. You know, and I hesitate to say that that would be a good thing because most people are, are not in that space where like they're going to exercise enough. I mean, I, pro I probably err on the side of maybe too much activity, just being active at work and you know, always doing something. I, yeah. But, uh, she get tired. Never, man. <laughs> Fucking Wolverine. <laughs> Just a cup of tea and I'm good. Retired. You know, I, I, I hear what you're saying too. And there's sometimes where I'm not planning on working out. And then I have like maybe a small class with like some kind of competent people and I'll just jump in. I'll just spend a moment and mm -hmm. I can just do that. I'll just like, fuck it. I guess working out today. You know? Sure. And like, you know, I think it works both ways. Mm -hmm. You know, so you for fun. Like, what's your, Besides working out and exercise, I I play the guitar. I guitar uh, oh, I play the guitar too. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Like, you play in a band? No, not currently. Uh -huh. uh, jam with one of the same buddies though, pretty often, and okay. thinking about thinking about putting some shows together. But cool. It's a little, it's odd to do when you're in your thirties. You know, be like, I want to. But fuck it though, like that's that's what you should learn from something like that. Whether you're horrible or not, to eat a platter of dicks. Yeah, <laughs> but you like yeah. hopefully, hopefully you're like oh man that that wasn't great. It's my first podcast experience. And right, you know, right, yeah. I learned from yeah. Um, Apparently, it's too dark too. You know, Thanks, Perry, for I, uh, for helping us out here. Spend time with my wife. I told you, no animals, no children yeah, as of yet. And do you think you want children? Eventually. Nice. You know, within the next couple of years, probably. I I don't want many children. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have well, two, that's good. You know, I, I hate to say that it's a financial thing, which it's not, but like all of life is connected, right? Yeah. So talking about how you know, I want to take only the fitness classes I like, the woman who's full of stress and only wants to lift, like I'm not working with her. You can go somewhere else for that. Um, you know, so that probably has some effect on like my finances as well. Like I don't, I'm not going to ever make enough money to support five kids. Which is cool. Like I don't want it to be that way, um, but that certainly like kind of weighs in this decision too. Like simplifying your life and and you know filling as many hours as you can with things you enjoy doing as opposed to things that you you need to do to to make life tick. You know. Right. Um, well, I think that's kids, I do see like kids kind of adding to the difficulty equation. Like I don't mean it to sound selfish at all. No, know, it's, I like doing my own thing. What it is. Um, <laughs> Just do your own thing for a while. Yeah. Sure. I had them later on. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 42 now, but I had, uh, I have a five-year-old. It's my oldest kid. So I had, okay. my, had her in my late thirties and I'm glad I waited. I feel like I still could wait a little bit longer. Right. You know, but right. you know, so you say the, uh, so the females have a more, more volatile biological clock. Yes, yes, they do. It's harder, obviously, as you get older. But I definitely feel like like having older kids. You know, I had my kids late twenties, and I feel like I missed a lot in my thirties. Yeah, you know, a lot of my thirties was working, grinding. You know, just because I had to, and somehow trying to find a you know a purpose. Mm -hmm. Sure, you know, throughout all this, 
you know, other than just them, right? Like, right. You know, you're all of a sudden your kids become your purpose, mm-hmm. and you know, then they're grown and they leave, and you're like, wait, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> you know. Um, so I, I'm excited as like now that they're, they're, there's competent age where like I can leave them alone, I can go to a yoga class and come back, and like they're not going to burn the house down. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to do it today. It's Friday the thirteenth, but yeah, like, right. You know, Friday the thirteenth. When I talk to other people my age that don't have children that are like you know late thirties, they've gone all over the place. They've done all kinds of things. And I spent lots of times like just paying bills and buying diapers and like making sure they're fed and like the two boys and then fucking eat. You know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they they haven't experienced all like the joyful things that your your boys have brought you to. Oh and yeah. Say like that's an interesting thing. Like grass is always greener somewhere else. Um, you know the the way I like to see it though no matter what, I mean, you could be, you could never sleep and you would, you wouldn't even come close to, to covering 0.0000001 of what the world has to offer you. So like you're always thinking about like what you missed out on, like that's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it'd be great to travel, but something how many places, noticed, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm aware of, I, I, I think I'm cool with it. You know what I mean? I do sure. like, 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 I love my kids. They're fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, um, but at the same time, it's like recognizing that, like, oh, I've never been. You went to Costa Rica. You did this. It's like, okay, yep. there's some stuff I want to do still. Sure. You know, well, you like, got lots of time. You're still young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tons and tons of time. Yeah. I, I mean, I. They've helped me. They've helped motivate me actually to really just push through and and fucking make money and make something of my life and really move forward and things because you, you when you have kids you really got to freaking prioritize you only got so much time oh, yeah. you, know, I mean, so you can't that, fuck around as much you know that human being it's like, literally relies on you yeah. to continue living yeah exactly, you know, like, exactly. it's um, a beautiful thing but definitely the hardest thing you ever do in your life you know people will say well kids yet or lunch have kids i mean i'm 30 years old but um you know, we've been married young, a couple right? years and i've been with my wife for over seven years now, and um, you know, it might seem like selfish on the surface, but almost like I respect the job of being a parent so much, and I know okay. like I I can't do it justice yet. <laughs> you know, like I got to do a few yeah. more things for myself, and then then you know I I look forward to the challenge for sure, mm-hmm. but. I get it. It's nothing you're ever ready for. Oh, yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I'm exactly. not saying we're going to yeah. pick a date on the calendar. Yeah. We're going to be ready for it at this point. But, yeah. Yeah. No. It's, it's like getting married or buying a house or something. You just like, you're starting a business. Like, yeah. It's the same fucking thing. And like, they're like, you just got to do it. What does time just do it? Yeah. It's when we feel it, just fucking do it and just see. What... Right. <laughs> just go with it and go with it's the punches. It's kind of cool in the aspect, though, when you have these little ones, you get to relive a lot of shit. Get to like, oh, yeah, that, to like as they get share older, like yeah. their firsts and a lot of different things, and like then you reminisce to yourself in your first, like you know, the first time you, uh, you know, threw baseball, right? Yeah. You know, and I think with, with me and my kids, I was 27, and they changed my life totally. Like I was a drinker and a smoker, and like I was just on the road to nowhere fast, and like all of a sudden, I'm like wait a second. Like, I remember I was delivering pharmaceuticals to a nursing home and I was looking at like three dudes hooked up to machines like for oxygen and like they're in, they're, they're like in a jerry chair, they're locked in and I'm like, it just hit me at that moment like, that's where I'm fucking going. I'm going to be there pretty quick, 
you know, and it's like, wait, I want to like throw a ball at my kid. I want to like take them to their first like baseball game or the movies mm-hmm. or put them on ice skates and do these different things. And like, I got to change it. Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, I'll go to the gym. So I start going to flex, you know, it was like, yeah, man. you know, hey, whatever it is. Power right? plate? Did you ever see that thing? Oh yeah. Power plate. Have yeah. you ever seen a power plate? Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's the vibrating thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Giant they had it. They. I know that'd be awesome. That wouldn't it be awesome. Do? Nothing. It does absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they um have them at um, Midtown. We, we use them all the time at Midtown, actually. And uh, for what though? They they're they're like they. Sorry, power plate guys. If you're listening. Yeah, they can. They I apologize, can, but uh, let us know better. I mean, they they swore by it at midtown. I mean, they were, because it, it, it helps break well, up the fascia. Almost, they, they cost like right. a zillion dollars. It, it helps break up the fascia so in the body, baseball. right? <laughs> and it helps, um, I think it helps with the lymph system as well, you know, bouncing and jumping and, yeah. and that kind of thing and shaking it up does so, like, that as well. Right? Like, yeah, that's, he does like jumps on that fucking thing before he goes yeah. out, just, just keep trampling. <laughs> so now we're pissing the power plate people off, this is good. Yeah, like man. <laughs> CrossFit will be yesterday's news. <laughs> right, exactly. guys. I'm, I don't know. Yeah. Some people, Doctor <laughs> Doctor Doctor Mercola swears by them. You know, he's. I don't know if you know who he is or not, but he's a huge holistic doctor. And he's. I'm he's a talks fan. about. Yeah, most, he, most of what he says is pretty. In he's line. pretty much spot on. With, yeah, most things. So, but he he swears by it. When I use that Midtown, that, I you know. I, I mean, just stand on it. Or you can do, do everything. I mean, you could do squats on it. You can stand on it. You can lay on it. Do some ab stuff on it because it really. It's, we would do it after workouts, you know. And you put your it was pretty it, small. When yeah, the flex was, was whatever. Yeah, a couple feet across, but yeah, not even the size of this table. I wouldn't recommend. Oh yeah, this one was maybe the size of this table, maybe a little bit small. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, I, I played with it a couple times. It definitely like you, you feel <clears> something, right? Like, and I guess any stimuli, right? Like, you do something that's gonna. Everything has results, right? Like, right. We adapt to whatever we put ourselves in, so it, it obviously is doing something, right? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I guess <laughs> is it worth the thousands the, of dollars? Thousand dollars the thing costs. You Dude, if you guys, know? if you guys seen this new um, thing, yeah, There's this new machine out there that um, we all think bring Dave Asprey up all the time. You know who Dave Asprey is? Sure do. Um, so exact, right? yeah, yep. Yeah. So he swears by he's got one, but he had the the guy who created this machine on, and I don't. I'm not going to explain it right at all. I wish I could remember the name because we could look it up. But it does. It, it calculates. It allows you to basically work your max on, like, let's say you're doing a squat or something like that. Work your max going in the, your eccentric and concentric motion. It puts a lot more uh, uh, strain on the the eccentric part of the motion. Um, so strengthening those muscles, they're lengthening, and um, it does it in such a precise way that you do like three of them, and you it's like working out at the gym for hours on end or something okay. like that. You know, I forget the name of the, but it's but you so you work out for like let's just say five minutes because I'm kind of ignorant on this machine right now, and you get it's like you worked out for an hour basically, right. and it makes you I guess makes you sweat, and it really builds muscles with the technology and stuff that they have. That they that they have with this machine, it's insane. That, that what they were talking about. I think about. it's an inev- inevitable thing to become yeah. somewhat jaded about these these fitness gimmicks. And right, I agree right. with you. We should get into this a little bit more. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, that, I tend that to trust particular machine. Dave you know, Asprey. I t- tend to trust. I mean, he's he's all about hacks. So he's all about like doing shortcuts, right? shortcuts. He wants to do everything as 
he wants to get the maximum amount of benefit he with the least amount of bulletproof yeah of course i want to sell my gym and want people to come work out come work out and they had the prettiest guys just handing out like, you know charcoal stuff. The prettiest guys. And they were they were with pretty the sh- boys. with the, with the shaved like, chest you know, like, and open shirt and like slicked hair, look bronze skin. For they only eat their spinach cooked. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. one of the aspect things. Would you like some cow chips? Oh yeah. <laughs> that particular machine, though, I'm trying to envision it in my you, head. Though, you, have you heard of it or no? Do you know what I, I have not. I can't remember. If you go, maybe if you go to um, Bulletproof's website. But I mean, honestly, if if it if it kind of works along with your body's biometrics and and provides stimulus based on yeah, uh, you know, mechanical advantage, I think like physiologically that sounds like a great thing. You're gonna get like adaptation, like you may not in something else. Yeah, I mean, Uh, like I have an inversion table, like doing a reverse, like you, like one of the things is you can try to squat, right, when you're hanging upside down. It's the same thing what he's saying, but you're just using gravity, right? Right. Sure. To, it's fucking horrible. It's hard to do. Right? That's fucking good. Yeah. ARX fits. What's kind of strange, though, is like, it's the more, more you realize, like, just because something's challenging or even something that's creating adaptation um, yeah. may, may not ever really be beneficial because it's not, there's no real world application of that. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, why do I need to be, you know, be able to exert 15 newtons of force more at this point of the motion because the machine knew it? Right. Like, but in real life, that doesn't happen. So. Right. You know, no. there's. I, I think there's always something to be said. Like, there's something to be said about reading a book instead of reading a Kindle. There's something to be said about just, you know, moving. In general, like actually getting up and physically moving or walking around or picking up a weight or w- running up a mountain or things like that. So even even though as technology progresses along, you know, I'm sure we're going to have things like this. That is that it, I think it would probably would make a great supplement for your workout, you know. So if you're yeah, that's it right there. So if you're, um, you know, if you're really crunched for time, like you're traveling all the time and maybe one day we could have to use something like this. But I, I just don't think. Things can really take away from the everyday movement. Yeah, of, no. You know, I, in my head, I was envisioning something more like uh, something that really would mimic like a squat, right? Um, and just provides stimulus. I, this is like, I'm out. I said I, I'm jaded, but I'm out of this. Yeah, you don't. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, no, I don't. I just don't. Uh, yeah, I don't see because it gives you resistance. See, it gives you resistance at the eccentric. In, in just know. in just five minutes a day, you too can serve kale chips. <laughs> at the yeah. We'll have to. <laughs> I mean, and how much does this thing cost? Oh, it fucking probably costs like five thousand dollars or something. Who knows? Maybe more than that. You have to, oh, you have to call a dealer. Yeah, she's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got a computer with it though. It, they, well, yeah, because they, they say what it's called, the ARX thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyone listening can. Should check this out. Yeah, and do not purchase it, <laughs> unless you just have fuck you money. And if you do, if you have fucking like, money, give, give it to someone who doesn't, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, or like, I don't know. That's wild. Oh man, I you know I. <laughs> what's what's your favorite? What's I would, your favorite uh, my, gimmick. My favorite gimmick, fucking treadmill. Yeah, not a treadmill guy. Oh. I don't like the treadmill. Treadmill is like. I mean, it's so fucking bad for your joints and everything else. It's like it's it's. I just say throw it out the window and go freaking run up a mountain 
a run outside or it's or really you know do like from 10 jumps and then a 10 burpees and then do that again for 15 minutes you're gonna you know do it i think the best the best application that you could use a treadmill for is doing like like i would um don't get me wrong if that's what you love to do and and that's all you do fucking do it at least you're doing something right but i can't tell you how many i worked at orange theory for a year put some orthopedic surgeons in the show notes right exactly exactly <laughs> i worked for orange, orange theory for a year and by the time by the time i was done there's a lot of running the treadmill i can't tell you it was like at least five six people that would come up and say you know that would start to have to go on the elliptical machine because their joints were starting to hurt them and all that stuff from running on the treadmill all the time you know i think there's there's uses for it to like there's probably uses for that too like i said if you're super busy and and then you 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 only have a certain amount of time to work out. Maybe that's better. That's probably better than doing nothing. Treadmill. I've used a treadmill. I put it on like you know fifteen percent incline, and I run on it for thirty seconds and get off, do some push ups, and do it again. <laughs> yeah. What's this? <laughs> what is this? I oh, got to right? be honest though. Over, you know, like I said, my buddy told me that I was doing sit ups at a at sleepover when I was a kid. Like I, I didn't. Anytime anybody else ever asked me about my start in strength training, I. I brought up that, you know, modified football, whatever. Um, but I, when I think about it now, like, um, you know, I love them very much, but my mom and my, my aunt, her sister were, were fitness gimmick people. Like I was like, you put up that picture. It's, it's a, for that you guys watching and or listening, like it's a, it's a woman lying on her side and, and squeezing some, some the thigh master. Oh, is, is the it the thigh master? It's like the, is that what it is? Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, and I'm, I'm 99, I mean, I'm 99% sure that my mom had one of those. Oh yeah. I'm sure uh, every mom would like that. You could actually put it here and do curls. Oh, there, there you go. go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Multi-use. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I mean, you could do fucking neck flexions if you want. Don't, they have the belts now too, where they, where you can like lay on the couch and it jiggles you and you all of a sudden get a six pack. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, what the? I, I used to do kickboxing in high school, and I went to this guy. This guy was a good like, kickboxer. Like, he, did, he goes to baseball. His name was C. He was like a Vietnam vet, and he was a little nuts. But he, was, um, he had that thing that like was had all these pads, and you pull it into your gut. I don't know. What <laughs> it would make, it would just like, isometric shit? Like, yeah, it was like, it was like, but you're pushing, like, you have a, like, a pad here, and like, you're pushing this thing, and it like, sink in so you're pulling it but you're also pushing your gut against it it was anaconda strength i don't know he would have us do it and i was like this is weird i don't know i think that was called i wish i could yeah i mean i like i said i I, I'm i'm a big fan of like real world application and even go further and just call it real world like you don't you don't need these gimmick things i i agree i mean there's no i mean unless you're trained for a specific sport if you want to be a bodybuilder then you know that's one thing but in general for the normal population moving in the way that the body moves in everyday life like a squat's a perfect example you know i mean how much money do you think that people it's not invented the shape weight made Oh, gotta be a fuck ton. Yeah, it's like, it's like the insane. guy made a million dollars. The pet rock. Yeah. <laughs> no. what, what's the one? What's the Chuck Norris one? Didn't Chuck Norris have one that he would always? Uh, uh, Tony Little the, on the. What's that one called? Right? Isn't it Tony Little? It? All the way oh, on the right there. This one right here. That's the. That's. Yeah. I think ab roller. I laughed no. my ass off. Not that. It was a recent uh, Joe Rogan Experience episode, and he said something about he was, he was dissing the treadmill. First of all. Good. Um, 
But then he was like, how does it calculate how far you're going? I mean, it's just a belt that moves. You go zero, zero. Right, exactly. But then he mentioned the elliptical, and he's like, how does the elliptical know I went five miles? Power play it. Oh, yeah. oh, there it is. <laughs> he says, how does the elliptical know I went five miles? That's not even a real mode of transportation if I'm not on this thing. <laughs> it's, like, I don't even measure oh, distance on that. Um, I just, I laughed my ass off on that. Oh. I remember when I first got in the gym, and yeah, I'm turning the resistance off, man. To me, it's something. Guys, guys don't, don't look for a shortcut. Look for something you just fucking love and, exactly. and feel that you can't live without. Exactly. Like that's see that. that's or, the goal. Not train the for that, whatever. too, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's it, man. If you like basketball, play fucking basketball all the time, you know. And yeah, just and, and run if you, outside. And if you truly care about longevity, like yes, balance out your activity maybe with stuff that you don't love, but you you know that it's going to allow you to continue doing the stuff you love, right? Like if you're only running, again, orthopedic surgeons in the show notes, yeah, right? Exactly. But like if you find a find a strength coach or whatever that's going to help you. Mm-hmm. And, and not say you shouldn't run like that's right. a, that's a bad thing to do. No, like continue running by all means, but you you very Strength well may have to really yeah. like yeah mobility too. I think yeah, mobility. Like, yeah. about runners is like you know just like tight hips. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Tight every like tight from their toes all the way up to their freaking hips, especially you know it's it's their ankle. I mean everything. It's it's unless you're balancing it out. Like, it, it, like the difference, right? Like a sprinter. Oh yeah, I think sprinting is such like I I probably throw my guys through a good sprint workout at least at least twice a month. Yeah, you know, um, just because I think that like zero to one hundred is like that's practicing that yeah. is super important. But yeah. if, you, if you think about it, you need that in life, especially if you're like in a high powered job. You might be sitting there, you know, writing an email to somebody, and somebody comes in with a some sort of huge fucking issue. You're going from zero to sixty right in there, and it's it's like what you do there is what you're going do in the gym and vice versa you know i, think I so swear it's... i thought you were going to a, a mass shooting to situation i was kind of thought that too and you have to sprint the fuck out of there i swear oh yeah either way either way yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> um but yeah sprinting also though like people are not prepared to sprint like it can be a very dangerous activity right like, yeah. like oh yeah oh, so yeah. you know well, anything you can you can find a coach, right? Like yeah. if you don't if you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is having someone having eyes on you is just better, right? Like they can see things you can't, even if you have a fucking mirror. Like you just can't see like your depth of your spot, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, kind of. You can measure it with like stuff to see how far you're going down. But are you currently tailed on? Like, right. how, you know, what are some things that like other eyes just bring? You know, it's like why you have an editor when you write. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? I mean. Says the guy just picked up some kettlebells, just started fucking around. But um, you know, you know, never really been instructed in that. But I mean, I think well, it's, it's kind of our it's kind of our <laughs> business. It's hypocritical, start... right here, just catching myself. Yeah. Yeah. life is hypocritical. Yeah, well, I, I feel like it's a little bit different in that in one in in the sense that you know how to move your we know how to move our bodies because of our education because of our experiences. Right, so to yeah. pick up something that's along those lines is it, yes, I think it would be. But if somebody trains me, they're going to catch things that I don't catch normally. Period. Anyways, mm-hmm. but if I'm learning something new that has to do with my field, with what I'm doing, especially, and I'm learning it through YouTube videos, it's it's a, there's a pretty good chance that I'm gonna we're gonna learn it pretty correctly and pretty because we understand the mechanics behind the body to begin with. Sure. You know, it's yeah, not like I mean, you're just jumping in there, never worked out before, and then starting on the kettlebells. Then that's a whole other 
ball sure, game, you know? Sure. Because a lot of people don't have no idea. There just might be some certain things that, you know, that, like, could have been pointed out sooner, right? Like, right, you, right. You may have figured out on your own over time, you're doing kind of about snatch, you know, mm-hmm. and have it kind of go around rather than yeah, right. that's sure. the, the big, you know, like, the big boom, thing that everybody does. Yeah. Some bruised arms for a little while. And oh, yeah. like, wait, if I punch it here, it's it's going around smoother and it's not yeah. actually bruising my arm. Right. You know. Um, yeah, it took me a while to learn that one. Actually, I'm like, man, this fucking hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and now in coaching people, like, we start very basic and like, it's not like I said, it's not flashy. It's not that shiny new thing, but like, you develop a basic movement vocabulary. Yeah. And then you can start having conversations like that. Mm-hmm. You can and you can bring the kettlebell into play and like not smash the fuck out of your arm for six months. Right. Maybe yeah. maybe six workouts. Yeah. And then you got it because you've you spent time yeah. doing things that aren't as complicated. Yeah. You know, you just you understand the way your body moves and I always loved that about CrossFit. The one thing I really liked was the idea of the hopper. Right. Like you can mm-hmm. fucking put a bazillion different activities in there and that person that can do the most of them they're the fittest right it's not how like fast you are rather than like how much can you do mm-hmm. like how many different things like it's like are you good at darts can you bowl you know yeah yeah cool sure you know? and it's like it's like if we round ourselves in this we're because at the end of the day like when we're, we're training generalists for the most part we're not training yeah. athletes for the games you know sure. to a degree you know you have some baseball people and stuff like that but you know, I find like, you know, I have a sprinkle of fighters that I train, but the majority of people I train are people just looking for longevity for their lives, mm-hmm. you yep. know, and generalizing fitness with them is their best means. Right. Cause it's kind of a cliche thing, but like, you know, I don't believe there's a zombie apocalypse coming, but I am training for that. You know right. what I mean? Like in terms of just being capable in any situation, like. You know, well, it's like I said before, it translates to work. It translates to things outside yeah. of exercise. And, and, you and, yeah, you said being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Like it's yeah. an important thing. Um, yeah. You know, whatever fasting or can you can you handle a whole bunch of carbs at once without passing out? You're, you're like getting super bloated or whatever. Be, because yeah, <laughs> because you have uh, you know your body is used to using either fat for fuel or either carbs for fuel and, and being okay with like shaking up because you're adaptable. Um, you know, and I don't know the exact science to get there, but like N equals one, I'm tinkering and like, yeah, it's enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, you always gotta, I think you always, I'm always tinkering with things in my, with my, in my own life, not in my own head and with, with exercise and with diet, of mm-hmm. course too. And because your chemistry changes too, as you get older, things change. You have to eat a little bit differently. You have to change things up. What worked before is not going to work now. So you always have to constantly be uh, doing different things. And, and yeah. plus, it's fucking fun. I, I I get so bored all the time that I kind of have to always do different things and new yeah. things. I'm like, oh, what's this? Or what's you know? Let's you know, I can't, I can't, I can't just do the same thing all the time. It's just it, you know. I brought it up in my yoga class today, and I kind of you can relate it to anything. But every single time you pick up kettlebell or you come to your mat or whatever you do, you are different. You mm-hmm. are a different person, yes. a different body that showed up, and it's like kind of accepting that first, right? Like, okay, like today, like I'm that tight hamstring guy, yeah. you know, and like I need to adapt also to the body and mind that showed up today, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, because if we we start having these expectations of what we once were or what we once or what we want to 
B, like we're totally losing the point. Right. Like, and it's really just like, okay, you know, today I, I didn't sleep good. All right. I had to take kids to school and I had to do all this different shit. And like, okay, I'm just going to do a little bit, you know, and you know, that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not going to affect tomorrow. Right. But it is. Right. You know, because right. it really is. It, yeah. I mean, it's all cumulative, right? Yeah. Yeah. Comprehensive of, of every thing. I'm not worried about that effect. Right. Like, you know, I used to train so fucking much that like, I was like, oh, my gains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gains are fun, man. You can't. You're they are, you can't. They are, they are, you can't are fun. Gains. Let me tell you. They are fun. Let me tell you. You know, they, 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 they I love gains. Yeah, I, I get focused. All on aboard the gain trade. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys got a pull bar in here? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, man. We'll, we'll do Just, live Facebook I, pull-ups. I did a workout this week. It was pretty sweet. It was. Uh, I was at work and I made it. So I made it with my boss. I mean, that like I was just walking by him with cinnamon, and I was like, hundred bucks, can't take a spoonful." And the motherfucker takes a spoon and chucks it down, and he was fine. Like, who does that? First of all, you know. And I was like, "Am I crazy?" And he's like, "I'll take a hundred bucks. Give me a hundred burpees." And I was like, <laughs> "Fuck!" But that I didn't end up doing the hundred burpees. But he it, it gave me like Welcher. Welcher. <laughs> I tried to give him hundred bucks next day, and he wouldn't take it. But that day, I, I was like, all right, five minutes, you're shooting for 100 birdies. And if you can't do it, it was uh, finish whatever you didn't do on the Aerodyne calories. You know, so if you did 80, you have to do 20 calories on the Aerodyne. But it was very interesting, like, experiment with the guys. Like, you mm-hmm. know, some, the why one guy finish, and he just went at an even kill pace the whole time, just fucking went, finished with 30 seconds left. The ones that went like a bat out of hell, Oh yeah. They just like they win it. They they're yeah. like, oh fuck, I gotta get it done. I only have five minutes, I gotta get it done. And like by the time they got to fifty, they were just like exhausted and mm-hmm. depleted and just like gone. And it was just like watching the other guy like just kind of go with that pace and just like I mean he was moving, but he wasn't moving like with that fucking vigor that the other people were. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was real interesting. More of a conservative approach. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, how strong are you at the end of the fight? Sure. You know? Yeah, I mean, you're working with, with a bunch of MMA guys? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, I mean, that's something to probably gloat about, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, because you guys fucking blew your low in the first round. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know? I think um, I think with my own person, my training, too, like, I was a hockey player. You think of the way hockey is, right? Like, hockey's like short shifts. Oh okay. sure. So you go on the ice, forty-five seconds. You're going. You're going hundred percent. Like if you can't go hundred percent, you need to get off. Mm-hmm. That's what's best for the team, you mm-hmm. know. And I find with my workouts are these like blasts. Like I go real hard, and then I like kind of lag, lag, lag. Go real hard, lag, 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 and like, trying to get myself out of that mentality. It's like so in my DNA to sure. like, kind of do that, right? Like. That's what I do though. I mean, I think I'm, it's, well, it depends on, I guess it depends on what the workout is, but definitely love it when you, when, I love those 30 seconds where you're just killing yourself and then you take a little break and you just, you know, do that, that, uh, interval training. I mean, it's super effective anyways. And, and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, fat loss and, or just totally. The thing is, like, your body doesn't know that you're not getting chased by a bad guy. Right. You know I mean, it, right. stimulus inside, I feel like, I mean, it's a stress, it's cortisol, right? There's mm-hmm. things happening, like, and it, we have a positive, positive effect from it. But at the end of the day, like when I train someone new, it's like, 
dude, take care of yourself today. You know what I mean? You just like push yourself and your body has no idea. It's Mm -hmm. emotional, right? It is totally. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. man. That's good. So we, we, um, uh, we talked about the, um, I'm trying to, and I'll, I'll get to where my point is in a second, but I think we'll see what happens. Huh? It's good. It's a good thing. I didn't smoke anything today. Right. Cigarettes. Well, no, I don't smoke cigarettes. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, you guys know what Newport stands for? You know, no. so I'll tell you a little story. Tell me a little story. So when I was in the army, I smoked cigarettes mm-hmm. and I asked this guy, he was a black man, asked him for a cigarette and he was smoking Newports and he's like, hold on. I'll give you a Newport, but you always got to remember what it stands for. And I was like, okay. And he's like, niggas either winning, pimping, or running things. Nice. Isn't that awesome? I never that is, that is awesome. <laughs> have you heard of the hemp cigarettes now? They have in, in I don't remember, Europe maybe. They have now are come out with these hemp cigarettes. I will repeat that to joke today, by the way. That's a, that's tonight, a great point. Yeah. Tonight I will find somebody that's going to judge it really happens. <laughs> <laughs> It's freaking um, awesome. Hemp cigarettes, huh? Hemp cigarettes, hemp is, yeah. Hemp is one of those things that it's a fucking wonder crop. It is, man. What it's is like, the deal with that? I mean, I can't wait to look. It's, yeah, fucking, I love it. You know, it's like, a great there, source like of protein, of, too. Like, I think it's like, like a 1%. There's not a lot in there, what, but it's got a lot the, of health properties to it. Um, yeah, just kind of in, in general consuming the. Yeah, well, it's, it's anti inflammatory for sure. And yeah. I think, I mean, I don't know. I only saw it briefly. I think it was in my Facebook wow. feed. I didn't like really look into it, look into it, but it's like $20 a pack or something ridiculous like that. But it's supposed to, I mean, I use, I eat hemp oats every single day, hemp protein, because I don't do yeah, whey do or anything like that. So, um, dairy allergy? Nope. I just think that you can't digest dairy. Yeah. I don't need to tell me. Yeah. I it's, I mean, protein, but... um, I use pea, I use a combination of pea and hemp usually. I use uh, something called Sun Warrior Protein, which is. Yes. Which I love. I know, I know what that yeah. is. I know. Um, right. See, I'm not. See, I'm rigid. I, you can use the word rigid. We'll go with the word rigid. But in reality, I have a fucking amazing life because of it. Because I'm not fucking tired, right? I don't have a major food cravings ever. I don't crash. My I don't. My blood sugars aren't like whoosh 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 whoosh. You know? Yeah. You know, I'm getting pissed now. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you mess with a few minutes late. <laughs> Like you order pizza online and then like it'll tell you when it's cooked and when it's coming. I you think, 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 no, really? like I just sit there and I follow it and it's like oh, he's like Joe he's, he's, right like, he's like sweating so over this, there. This is being serious about your diet. But a clean life, I mean clean diet, clean life, you see things better. I mean that's all that's all I have to say, man. It's like you're it's just I mean I'm forty two years old, I can out run out, lift out party most not 20 year olds you know yeah man that's what i'm saying like it's all so, it's about kind of being resilient yeah like able to handle some stuff let me ask you a question though are you are you like a a macro guy you count your shit nah stuff? i would i i love I, have, I love life too much man i'm not gonna yeah. sit there and fucking count anything i just go you know i i haven't gotten it's taken me 20 years to get to the point where i'm at don't get me wrong but like i'm i don't eat any great my biggest thing that I will eat that that is maybe not good for you is there. There's um these uh corn chips are with uh it's corn chips with uh coconut oil, fucking awesome. So I'll have I'll eat those. It's like the grain that I have. I have no grains. I have uh no sugar. 
zero sugar except for if I have some red wine, but some of the red wine that I have doesn't have any sugar in either. And um, and I have gluten-free beer, so I don't because it, the yeast cooks the sugar. I didn't realize this. My friend owns a winery, so I went and saw him earlier this week. And we were talking about sugar, and we were talking about how I have no sugar in my diet whatsoever except for the wine I drink. And he's like, "This my wine has no sugar in it by the time it's done distilling because right. the yeast Zero eats residual. the sugar. Yeah. Yeah, the, it, it, so um, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to start drinking more wine. <laughs> but, right. but um, so so it's mostly vegetables and lots of fat, good fats, sure. like, like um, um, avocados. And uh, I will eat some cheese every once in a while. I do like cheese, so I, I mean, will eat, eat cheese. Meat? I eat meat. Um, uh, yeah. I was almost out of here. You're almost out of here. Like, uh, see you later. No, I don't want to. I don't want to piss you off or Joe Rogan off or anything like that. That's good. Um, but yeah, oh, I know, right? Like he'd give a shit, right? Uh, like he would care. Uh, but yes, yeah, so that's and, and I feel fantastic when I do it. So I'm and I'm going. I'm, I can feel I go in and out of ketosis, and and the research and Dave had to bring Dave Asprey up again talks about it too. It's how that's what they've seen is that you don't want to be in ketosis all the time. Right, it's probably not be, about the ketosis. Yeah, it's almost it's, the like you said, like the journey of, of right, right, the, the process that leads to ketosis is beneficial, beneficial, right, and whether you're constantly in that state, like it's kind of irrelevant, right? I think it is. Lots I mean, of vegetables, eat some good. Yeah, exactly. I'm not trying to. Protein. My goal is not to be in ketosis. My goal is to just be healthy, have energy, <laughs> yeah. and eat what makes me feel good. Now, I think there's. I also think there are people out there that are better off probably not eating meat and or and eating some some sort of um, carbohydrates and maybe beans. I think there's people that probably need that stuff for their metabolism or how they're how they um, operate. But for me, I find the high fats. If, when I have zero carbs. Um, or not zero carbs, but no zero grains. I should say I have right. carbs because I have there's carbs and vegetables and stuff. Um, that's when I feel the best, you know. Right. And I and I can I don't need as much sleep. It's amazing. I don't need as much sleep. I mean, everything changes, you know. Sure, yeah, then, you can absolutely tell. The it goes the opposite way too. So if I will, if I do end up having rice, or if I do end up having too many corn chips, or you know something like I'll crap, like I'll feel I'll be I'll feel like shit like pretty instantly now. It's right. uh, it's like. That's that's the that's the that's the price you pay if that if that is a price that you pay to to eat like that because you become much more sensitive. So to things, you know? just to play devil's advocate. I yeah. think that actually takes on two meanings as a you know my love for being a hedonist. Uh -huh. I mean, I'm just talking myself into like thinking I'm doing the right thing, but ultimately if if you know eating a, a plate of pasta or whatever, like that's gonna kind of like knock you off your your socks or whatever, knock your socks off. Yeah, like. Are you healthy though? Absolutely. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, the body. I mean, I think. What I, if the zombies did come? What if there was only pasta? Like, you'd be completely fucked. Well, I'm not gonna worry about those kinds of what ifs because we're not there, and I don't have to fucking worry about it. So, okay. and, and I think, I think if. And I'm just bust. Like, I'm just no, right. No, no. I like, I like, I like it when we have these kinds of conversations. Um, you know, I would, I would love to know. I would love to be smart enough for to know all the science behind behind that but nobody can let's just put it this way there's one that we all know gluten body can't produce can't process gluten period nobody's can so some people have celiac disease some people have like a intolerance to it and some people they don't it doesn't register at all but we know nobody can digest it so it has to the body has to get rid of it and whenever that happens it causes inflammation so number one that happens and there's also a chemical in there that lights the brain up like a christmas tree so it sits in the brain. That's why you can't think about having like a plate of broccoli and a plate of pasta. 
you're going to have way more pasta than you are broccoli, even if you're full, because the pasta has that that receptors in the brain Ooh, that make you feel good. It, yeah, quite and, good. It, and it also <laughs> Whatever that is. It, it creates like a drug effect to it. Kind of sounds intriguing. Well, it does. That's why we do drugs. I mean, that's why we do, people do cocaine. I mean, that's why Doesn't people do sugar. Like brain up like Christmas trees. Who? Like working out. In a very different way. In a very different way. And I, unfortunately, I wish I knew the science behind it. But and that's so I could argue this better. But I can't. Um, but but um, I feel like he's on trial. It's, it's not. That's not the situation. <laughs> what what that that we're we don't have to defend it. I'm just, no no. I'm, but I think it's but I think it's important for people to hear too because that's a legitimate question. These are legitimate things that we're talking about. And my what I was getting to the the point I was getting to is that couple things. Number one, if you don't know what if you've never been super healthy before or you have never not eaten something, you don't know what it's like to be healthy. Oh, you don't yeah, know what it's like to feel is, that way. Your baseline. So my baseline has completely changed. I I think I've always felt. I've always felt like I've been, uh, you know, my not not a hundred percent energy levels, right? So now that I feel a lot better, I going back to where I used to feel like this is a big extreme for me. Sure, you, you understand what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And so, and then when the body's not used to digesting something, it doesn't, it, and you throw something in there that's super hard to digest to begin with, it creates a lot of, it will create a lot of problems just You're in general. You know, gluten sugar addict. <laughs> right, I am. I probably yeah. Basically, like yeah, the way you treat it yeah. in your mind is similar to how like heroin addicts treat. It is how I. It is how I treat it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Because I mean, I'm a sugar. Ad I mean, I would be a sugar addict if I had sugar. I absolutely. Am too. So that's why I'm like everybody. I, well, people always argue with me and say well, everything in moderation. I think that's bullshit. You're gonna do cocaine in moderation. I mean, sure. and that's and that some people <laughs> probably could, and some people probably could do that. It's fine. And and I and I honestly believe that some people probably could do that and there's some people out there that could probably do do some sugar in moderation and maybe some wheat and gluten in moderation you know i have i i cannot like sure. i can't like listen, so for me to, to cut it off and just be done it makes my life a hell of a lot fucking easier you know oh, yeah. and and so that's 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 what it just it just i don't have to think about it it's not like i'm like oh you know what did i did i have let me look did i have uh, a muffin this morning because if I did, then I can't have my cake tonight or something like that. Fuck that. I don't have to worry about it, you know? Right. And it's just like, and I feel thousands and thousands and thousands of times better. And that's that's really what it comes down to. So what I tell everybody, and, we'll, I, and I think we mentioned this on the podcast all the time. I think this is important. I think this is an important thing to always repeat is that just freaking don't, I, I can't, that's why I don't like diets, right? So, because most people don't stick to a diet. They, they're like, I'm going to, you know, they're, I'm going to go gluten-free or sugar-free and I'm going to do it for 30 days. And then they may, they're going to lose weight. They're going to feel better, but they just go, they just go back. And most of the time people just go back 10 times worse to where they were, you know, because yeah. they, because they feel like, you know, I, I want this shit. They haven't, they haven't made that switch in their head, but like, this is a lifestyle change. We're going to do this and I'm going to do this for the, for the rest of my life. Or sure. I'm going to, you know, so what I always say is don't, don't do that. You know, just do things gradually start adding healthy things into the diet yeah. start doing healthy making healthier choices forget about trying to deprive yourself of things because it's never going to work you know it's right. not so and i think that's always important for people to realize and that's not what i've done i have not you know this has been a super gradual thing for me it's, yeah i didn't wake up one day time. i didn't wake up one day and say okay i'm not gonna have any more sugar and i'm gonna have any more wheat and gluten that's not how i did it right, <laughs> you right. Know, so i 
So I, I always want to preface that because it sounds like Rodney always likes to pick on me for, and it sounds extreme and it sounds restrictive, but in reality, with how I did it, they get them. Yeah. I fully agree with you. Yeah. Uh, you know, you said like the everything in moderation thing is, is kind of a scam. Yeah. Um, I agree that everything in moderation is, is not an appropriate way to skin the cat. If you're like, Hey man, I can just eat uh, six potato chips or whatever. Like I right. don't think, um, th at least for me and the people that I associate with, like that's not really a, a practical approach, no. but I do think everything in moderation from a frequency standpoint is okay. Like ultimately, like I'm going to a wedding tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'm going to eat whatever the fuck's on the table or whatever they come around. And like, right. You know, I'm going to wake up on Sunday. I might not feel quite as good, but like, I'm going to know that that's still something that's still something in this world. That's not bringing me down. Right. And you're you know okay I mean? with that. And then that's, I think that's awesome. I think that's, that's, that's where people need to cut. And that's what I tell, you know, my clients and members all the time too. It's like, know that you're going to do that and be okay with it. Don't beat yourself up over sure. it and, and enjoy it. If you're going to freaking do it, enjoy it. Right. And then, and then, and, and be okay with the decisions that you made and move on. And the next day you, you're going to not do that. Are you going to, but because yes, the, these things come in. I mean, that's hard. That's the hardest thing for me. If I go to the hardest thing for me is going out to eat or to a restaurant um, or going to like a, a party or something where people make food and then they get offended. I don't eat it. That's always been, that that so that is sure. yeah. So that 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 always gets a little bit hairy, and even nowadays it's a lot easier. I mean, I'll practice intermittent fasting or whatever, and, it, and I'm okay with doing that too. You know, if I got my gluten free beer, we're good to go. You know, or some yeah, wine. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm okay. But so that makes it hard on my end. But in but yeah, exactly. Enjoy. Just you know, I the big thing is we beat ourselves up about so many things in life. You know, yeah. we've got to stop doing that, you know, and just start enjoying it. And sure. if you enjoy that piece of cake at the wedding, fucking enjoy that piece of cake at the wedding. I think that's an, an important. I would not. I wouldn't enjoy putting it in my mouth. And I wouldn't enjoy how I felt an hour later, two hours later, or the next day. You know, I Fair. just not. So for so me, I would, yeah, that's, that's, that's not something that I would, would like. You know, I think if, if I were to, if I were to ever. Session. Yeah, right. It's like, like it. it's the thing. The one thing that I speaking of pizza, the one thing that I miss the most is pizza and chicken wings. That is what I miss the most. I love my pizza and chicken wings, and I do miss. So, that. like, what's what's the reason you can't have pizza and chicken wings? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, once a year. Because it would it would like at this point in time, it would, that it would just oh, it would, it, oh, it has. Like I've had it, and it just like I'm down for the. Yeah, it's like being hungover. Like discipline thing though, like isn't that like I can have pizza, but tomorrow I can eat like. Perfectly, and like I had pizza today, like, and I, I gave myself that treat or whatever it may be. Because it, it's not a I, treat I, for I, me. I'm not worried that I'm gonna like binge pizza eat for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Because I had two slices of pizza. Right. You know what I mean? Because I have the discipline in the other areas of my life. It all eventually is a discipline thing. Right. Like, I agree know, with that 100. You know, like, well, I, I almost mean, feel like if you're able to, if you're able to be pretty much 100 percent on your diet, like you have the discipline to be 98. percent so like, because I'd, for, I'd see that's it. I'd make the choice where I make the unhealthy choices as far as like, if I'm, if I'm not going to be perfect, it's with the, the, the red wine or the gluten-free beer. That's sure. where I get, that's where I, that's my like Tito's? thing. Huh? Drink Tito's? Drink Tito's? Tito's vodka? Potato based? No, no, I don't, I can't. I, liquor. Oh, it's delicious. Man. I can't drink liquor because my buddy that has celiac actually. Uh, yeah. He's a Tito's guy. He's 
totally com- converted me. Oh yeah, big I'll have to try it sometime. I'm not a big liquor right. person. I've never been a big liquor person. No, my it whole can get life. dangerous. Yeah, because because yeah, because I'm I'm again I'm I'm an all or nothing kind of person. That's my personality. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a, like if I ever think I never did heroin in my life or anything like that because I probably would be dead by now. Like that's you know I'm I'm that kind of person. You know right. that 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 addictive personality. So that's part of it. But to answer the question about the pizza, we have the DMT podcast. Oh, we need to do the. I want to do that. Can badly. I be on it? Yeah. Can I come back then? We should do the I, I think the first time I do DMT though it needs to be not on camera. Not on camera. <laughs> oh man. Um I don't enjoy we'll the film, it, but I don't think about Facebook live. <laughs> See, I make my own chicken wings that are freaking amazing. It tastes I'll, I'll I'll make them for you guys sometime. And then I also make my own gluten-free pizza, which is not as good as regular pizza, but it still will right. satisfy that craving. So if I were to have a pizza, honestly it wouldn't be that enjoyable for me anyway. Honestly, know, I joke point. about the pizza like I eat pizza but like I don't like, go crazy about it. Like, I, right. I don't like. I don't get. See, I would probably eat like ten pizzas. You know, pizzas. Like, Agreed. Once in a while, but, like if I go to Gate House or I'm going to Rocco and they have pizza, like it's fucking delicious and like yeah. it's a I'm good saying. quality pizza and like I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna enjoy the night and hang out with my friends and I'm not gonna stress myself out about it. Right, and like, you shouldn't. You and know, that, um, and I don't stress. I don't stress myself out about any of this stuff anymore. I used to be right. hard for me. And if I go, like, if I were to go out and we were going to a pizza place. If they had a gluten-free pizza, most likely I would probably treat – that would be my treat. I would treat to that. And honestly, I would feel that a little bit the next day because of all the grain in it, because it's usually made out of rice flour. I would feel that. I would probably be a little bit bloated, but I, and I'd be, but I would be okay with that. You know, So I would enjoy it and that, do that kind of – because there, there's some really good um, uh, places that make some really good gluten-free pizzas now, actually. Sure. It tastes really good. Um, there's some real crappy ones. And there's some shitty ones too, yeah. like Salvatore's and those guys. They get them like from Cisco or something. They're these frozen things that taste like plastic. They're right. awful tasting. So what? Like, how do you frame the nutrition piece with your clients then? Like, I mean, you obviously you couldn't be successful preaching a all or nothing approach, right? Well, I mean, I have done it because I mean, I have gone the diet approach in the past, where okay, we're going to do 90 days of, of sugar-free, wheat-free, gluten-free, all that stuff. And that where everybody loses weight, but not, but most everybody goes right back to eating the way that they were before. Um, so, uh, you know, I call it job security. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's a good one. But so I'm like, so it would frustrate me because it, it wouldn't frustrate me that I'm. It's not. It doesn't frustrate me from a judgmental standpoint. It frustrates me from you know a standpoint of helping people out and getting people on a healthier path because most likely, and I could be wrong, most of those people are just they they went back to what they were they were before. So in other words, there was no healthy, there was no healthier things. It's just back to where they were before. Now I know that some people probably didn't do that, you know, and some people have. I know for a fact that one person in particular I have in my mind, he went back to eating the sugar, but still is really mindful of a lot of different things now and doesn't have like soda and things like mm-hmm. that anymore. Um, so what I do now is I have I talk about the add-ins diet like we're going to add healthy things in and then we just do it in steps i let people go with what they're comfortable with doing because the whole thing is is like when somebody exercises regularly we tend to think more about eating healthier at least we start to think about it right we want to eat healthier we want that shit right exactly so same thing when you're starting to eat you know healthier things so one of the things i always tell people i have this something called the morning elixir which i've done for like five years now and what it is is like three tablespoons of raw apple cider vinegar um, it's and one lemon and in, in, in about 
uh, 20 ounces, 32 ounces of warm water. I usually put it in and then I'll drink that every single morning before I have coffee, before I have anything to eat. And that's why I tell people to just do that because what that's going to do is it's going to boost your metabolism. It's going to, it's going to give you good bacteria. It's going to give you some energy. It's just going to get your mindset shifted a little bit, you know, and you're sure. just doing that one thing. You're hydrating yourself. And I, and I have these shake recipes that I will give people. And I say, well, just take, do this, this, you know, for lunch, you're going to have this shake. Okay. And then when you're done with the shake, give it a little bit of time. If you're still hungry, go have a slice of pizza. But to add the shake in first. So it's that kind of thing. Sure. And then going from there. And what's happened is, is that when I talk to people, they'll be like, you know what? I'm feeling really good. I think I'm ready to not have sugar anymore. I think I'm ready to do this. And then that's how we kind of naturally go down that path. Right. I think you that's know? an excellent approach. You know, instead of looking at, at things that you're not able to have, just almost right. like just replace those things and realize that there's a limit to how much you can fit down into exactly. your Exactly. Yeah. But like ultimately, isn't the approach or isn't the the end point where you want to get to is like people understanding that, you know, there's consequences to every decision that you make. Right. Um, you know, not only nutritionally, but let's not go down that road. But, uh, you know, and just kind of understanding that those can be good or bad consequences and just making the, the right decision for you at the time. Right. Exactly. Um, you I know, like for me, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel like I'd have as good a time if I went to a wedding tomorrow or whatever and like brought my own meal instead. Right. You know, like I know that there are people that are like that. And if that's you and if that's what works, then all for the record, I would not bring my own meal to a wedding. <laughs> I would never You'd request gluten free. Well, I would. I would read yeah. because usually, usually there's meat and vegetables, so I can do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I would just say that. So it's pretty easy now. It's, and nowadays, it's even easier. It's pretty easy for the most part to have meat and vegetables almost any place you go. The yeah. biggest issue you have to deal with is the sauces. You know? yeah. So that, it's not really that. There's a few restaurants I can think of that I will not go to because they're awful and they don't really have much of anything at all. Right. But, but most restaurants nowadays, I can find something that, that, is, that, that is good. You know? right. So um, when are we going to do the DMT podcast? Then nobody yeah, brought that up. Yeah, we got to. Yeah, I need a, I need another month. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then I'm off. Yeah, awesome. Free. You're free. Chain's gone. Free. Chains, Chains gone. gone. Right. Um, I love it. God, wiping out there. Oh, I know. I, this is awesome. So I love talking about this shit, and I love having that kind of conversation. You love talking about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I love being challenged. Because then uh, listen, we're I'm learning. Not all, I'm not at all challenged right? because, like, at the end of the day, the corner, yeah, the cornerstone <laughs> of the way that I personally eat and the way that I recommend for everybody else to eat is the same yeah, type yeah. of deal. And that's that's where um, most I, people are at, you know. Quality, properly sourced meat if you can find it, as yep. many vegetables as you can fit. In um, your belly, yeah. You know, mix it up with some good fats and then, you know, I'm just kind of like, if you can do that all the time that you're in control, mm -hmm. like don't stress about the times right. where you you are at somebody's house and they're serving pasta. Like, Absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I, if you have a serious gluten thing, then of course, like, don't kill yourself over the plate of pasta. You know. Yeah, but, I don't. Don't have. But it, at right. the end of the day, like, I, I try to preach that idea that that you know, when you're in control, most of the time, like, fill it with a lot of the good things. Um, you know, yeah. kind of the same point of your drink your protein first. Mm -hmm. You know, like eat breakfast well. Yep. And then, like, if you're at lunch and your your work's getting pizza, like. If you if you want to eat pizza with your coworkers, like okay. don't, yeah, don't not. You know? I mean, yeah. Although, how do you guys? Go ahead. 
sorry, you know, although I am an early adopter and continuous supporter of intermittent fasting. Oh yeah. I love, so I, love intermittent I haven't eaten breakfast or I say, let's say breakfast regularly mm-hmm. in eight or nine years. Nice. And I haven't eaten lunch regularly in probably six years. Wow. So what, so what is your window then? What do you do? Like uh, when so do you I, stop, when do you start? I don't have any specific, okay. you know, time frame. Really, like most of the time I only eat like when I'm done working for the day. Like yesterday, I literally ate nothing until I got home at 930 at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really even think about yeah. eating. You know, yeah, because uh, again, like if you're you're used to, you know, I, I'd probably go in in and out of ketosis as well, and like when you're used to being able to fuel on on fat, you know, it's a lot of times like you don't even realize that you've gone, yeah, you've gone so hungry, and Sometimes yeah. I'll be like, fuck, I didn't, I didn't anything today. Yeah, um, well, that kind of goes back to like that paleolithic kind of idea, right? Like, so, you know, you wake up in the morning and you gotta find your food, right? So, it, kind of connecting it to what you had said before maybe it's not appropriate for me to, to say that because ultimately like I'll be at, I'll be at work and they'll order pizza. And like, I don't eat pizza just because like not eating anything. Right. Right. You know? And like that has almost been, I love that. That was such, a simple, that was a simple change that simplifies everything. Dude. <laughs> it's, it, awesome. it's kind of unreal. Really. Yeah. You know? and like I love at it. the end of the day though, you know, last week I was in Chicago for a bachelor party. Like, you know, Obviously, I'm not doing the, the best for my body in general, but like we, we're going to go to breakfast together. Like, I'm going to eat breakfast, mm-hmm. and like I'm going to be cool with it. I just know when I get home on Monday, like, yeah, fast again. I, just like I, the, the way. Did you guys change up your diet based on your training schedules? Like, you know, you're training that night, and you're at work. Do you uh, train that day, or do you train fasted? I usually train fasted, and unless I'm feeling, sometimes I'm feeling a little lightheaded and and not feeling the best mm-hmm. and, and I'm, and I am, we only, I don't, we don't need to get craziness, but I am doing like this herbal supplement thing for, to detox my body. Cause we, I found that I had some pretty bad bacteria in there actually. So I have, I will feel a little light. If I start feeling lightheaded, cause it's going to talk to his bacteria. Yeah. When he's he's ta- oh yeah. Fucking, my bacteria is going to come out and be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start get a knife out and start stabbing that shit, man. Um, but I do, I will, most of the time I will eat, I probably mean you probably will, cause I'm a lot, I really am a lover and want to just like make love to everything. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, my approach, man, is, is super laissez-faire. Like I said, like I have trouble sticking to any sort of like training regimen. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just get quick bouts of exercise here and there. Like I, I'm on a regular basis. I'll like pull into a park and like just hike for, you know, kind of like jog for 15 minutes, just out in nature, like do that. Um, so the thing that I think I, I stick to most, this is a concept from Dan John. You guys familiar with Dan John? Oh yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Best dude. He, did you ever see his 10,000? Life, life changer for me. Yeah. I did, that yeah. did you? Yeah. Yeah. I had some buddies that went through that. Never, never had the guts, but again, like I, I am a big fan of his, uh, his, the three E's protocol and it's basically exercise eat eliminate in that cyclical order so like almost always i'm going to exercise fasted yeah and i'm going to eat whenever like sometimes i'll I'll train in the morning and i literally won't eat for 10 hours like i don't i don't care if there's a protein window 
Um, <laughs> I, just, I really don't. There's so much science that's kind of gone. Yeah, I, nixed that anyways. There's no, I haven't there's no found that there are much negative there is, consequences. There is. Like, yeah. I, you know, and again, am I leaving some performance on the table? Sure, but like my my resilience is, you know, second to few. Mm-hmm. You know, right? Like, so I can train and like not have to eat for ten more hours, whatever, and eat dinner, and hopefully I can take my morning dump before I. Have to break a sweat, you know. So you have your three E's in a row. They don't they don't exist in that order on a daily basis. Right. I always cycle. Yeah, I always train pretty much on an empty stomach. As well. It's great, man. I like. I don't. I typically find if I if I do eat lunch or you know do something social uh, prior to dinner or like prior to any exercise at all, I'm, I'm much less likely to to do exercise anyway. Yeah. I just I don't like the feeling of food in there. Yeah. It's a, it, well, you're digesting food like takes energy. Yeah. Well, yeah. it takes energy to digest food, so you'll have more. You have less energy to and work out. Maybe, know? maybe there is a little bit of like psychosomatic to that, and maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's why if you eat a gluten-free pizza, like you feel it the next day. Like, yeah. I don't know if it, if it's a perceptible thing that I like. If I ate three three scrambled eggs and a, a piece of toast or something, like three hours later, I can't exercise. That's you know, that's in my head, right? I think yeah. to a certain extent, everything. <laughs> but I don't feel as, I just definitely know? don't feel as like free and loose. Like, yeah. Well, that makes, scientifically, it makes sense. It takes like however long it takes to digest the food you're eating, depending on what food you're eating. If you right. eat a big bowl of pasta, it's going to take a while to digest. Right. Um, so I'm more, so eliminate, you'll have I'm less. more eliminate exercise, eat is the way that I do it. But like right. Right. on a daily basis, pretty much. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Awesome. How about you, Rodney? Do you? Work out on an empty stomach or what? Uh, <laughs> you eat pizza first, right? I eat pizza and then I exercise. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm kind of all over the place too. I, I definitely, I, I like to eat breakfast. I, I have a lady that likes to cook breakfast, so I'd gladly eat it. You know, if, if, before that, I never, I just, I did like, I think every morning I, I have my coffee and I put heavy, like organic heavy cream in it, coconut oil and cinnamon. Um, it's my thing. Like I feel good after I have that, and I used to just have that. Um, but now I have a lady that makes breakfast and she enjoys it. So there she is. She it's like you know eggs, avocado, you know some blueberries or something. Yeah. Um, and I eat it. And I never usually train in the morning, so it just I usually have to go to work. So then I I might eat a lunch. I might not. Um, I definitely like to eat after I train. Yeah, I definitely feel fucking hungry after I've done like, especially like an intensity type of workout. Mm-hmm. I love eating after. I mean, I don't eat right after, but I do love eating like an hour or yeah. so after. But then there's some times where, I, like, like you said, I've, I've trained and I've just gone six hours without eating. You know, right, um, right. I like to go and feel. What is my body telling me yep. I need at yep. that specific day? That is that's... time. When I'm real sore. I feel like I'm hungry more. You know, sure. I've like been training a lot that week. Like, and I've been really putting it on. I think it's important to eat. Um, you know, times when I'm like a lot of work, I can't get the yoga, I can't do these other things, like, I scale back what I eat, you know. But, I mean, then sometimes it's Friday night and there's pizza. You know? Right. And beer. Right. You know? right. I don't do beer. You don't do beer. That's the thing. Maybe cider, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm not a big beer drinker. Maybe a Jenny Cream Ale and a Zweigel. <laughs> With a bun. It's <laughs> American right there. Uh, that's it, that's it right there. That's Rochester, oh, yeah. Rochester right there. Rochester yeah. Right there. Jenny Cream Ale. So. Right next to Kodak. Mm. Drinking Kodak water. Oh, yeah. Take a, take a piss in it beforehand. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Get a cup. 
<laughs> yeah. You guys heard of radon? Like we still were buying a house and like uh, yes, yes, this I is have. a new thing that I never heard about. My last brother time. had it in his house. Last time I bought a house, years. like two times, I never had to check for radon, and we did this time, and it's it's this chemical that comes from the ground that is radioactive, and they tested it, so you have to get mitigators and shit, and like it's I guess it's the one number one leading cause of lung cancer in non-smokers. Wow, you know. Yeah, so there's like we have like I, I can't be afraid of everything. I guess what I'm getting no. to though is like we're so rigid and we do these different things in different areas of our lives, and yeah. we could be just fucking inhaling radon. You know right, I mean? exactly. So, it could like, all go down like, the shitter real be fast. Some kind of balance of like just like enjoying the now and like not really stressing about tomorrow because tomorrow we might get hit by a fucking car. Right. That's why yeah. I like that that consequence yeah. and that you know concept though where like everything you do is going to have a consequence good or bad and just like know that kind of accept yeah. accept it at the time um you know weigh it against whether you you actually believe there's going to be a you know an asteroid hit earth tomorrow or not but yeah, hopefully not right yeah hopefully not yeah we'll never get if not, it's not gonna podcast fuck. i know right it's at just... least at least let's wait till after that i know right it, yeah <laughs> have you ever done oh. i've done it once it was definitely intense I, I, but it's one of those things. It's not like like we would, if it, honestly, realistically, if we tried to do it on a podcast, we it would be the stupidest thing ever because we just say that. Yeah, because you're not like it's not like we're interacting or talking. No, 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 no. You're, no, like, no. you're, you're just like, in... like a fucking surfboard with near consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you're like, like you're like dealing and with. And then shit, you come man. out of it, like you know, you still don't even know what happened, and it takes weeks or days, you know, at least to start to figure out what you learned. Mm -hmm. Right, you know, I, I think it was six months later I started to realize what it was telling me when I did it. You know, yeah. and it's one of the things. I think for me it was like learning, just like everything is fucking energy, right? Like yeah. we are energy, and we produce these energies. And you talk about the chakra system and like Reiki and this different stuff. Like it's kind of wacky because it's not. It's like pseudoscience, kind of. But at the same time, like we've clearly been in a room when that fucking asshole comes in and it just like fucks the vibration of the whole yeah. room up. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So there's something going on there, and you know, I realized to myself, like I can be this overwhelming positive energy, you know. Yeah. And how can I do that more? That was right. kind of one of the things I kind of yeah, played man. along with. Yeah, I'm totally into like strip peeling back that onion of of how how the walls I put up to survive in this world, and I just don't want them anymore. And and I've done so much different things through exercise, meditation, Reiki. Um, therapy and you know that i'm ready i'm now i'm at I that next step this. now like, i'm at that next step where i'm ready to peel back some more layers for, no i mean? believe because me you, i you know you already had to deal stuff with that like you know that you might not be ready because it is a shortcut right it's a yeah. shortcut to see some things yeah i'm ready putting back there for a reason yeah you know and you might see some things that it you never really yourself crying afterwards right yeah, yeah. oh yeah absolutely you're gonna find yourself yeah, you know, um, but fuck, who cares? I, I think I'm, I'm at the points like 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 we were saying before, like we've been saying, you know, what happens if the zombie apocalypse happens, or like you know, uh, an asteroid hits the Earth. I want every single fucking thing that I do at that moment in time to be the best that it possibly can be, and I want to be the best person I possibly be. So if I have an opportunity to to, to use medicines like DMT or ayahuasca. Um, I want to do it. I want to do it when, when now, there's no better time than now at this point in time in my life. To, well, I wrote this. No wrote matter this. how prepared or not prepared I am, I got, I'm ready to do it. 
you know, yeah, you all, asked, all that stuff. You asked me to write a quick bio. I, I believe I even referenced not my favorite musical artist, but I, I said that I think Drake nailed it with the YOLO thing. Right? Talk more about it. Right? Like, I just mean his YOLO was you only live once or whatever. Like, right. I, don't, I don't love the, the way his message was uh, displayed in a musical sense. Hey, bud. Um, <laughs> And not a, not a fan of him really as a as a person either. But at the end of the day, he fucking nailed it. Yeah, you you do only live once, and like at the end of the day, like all we have are the the way that we treat ourselves and the people that are immediately next to us. And yeah. you know, to be concerned with with things outside of that um, before before dialing in those things is silly. Like it's, it's yeah. just wild. Yeah. Um, before I go down that road. I like to save it for another podcast. It's yeah. been really fun, but I'm gonna have to get going soon here. Okay. okay. But uh, sounds good. No, I mean, it's the first yeah. time you guys has to go. I know. No, right? I, I, I wish I didn't have to, man. It's not. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not that you guys right. are making me uncomfortable by any means. <laughs> I love going down those roads, though. Yeah, we'll, man, have, to, we'll have to remember that. We'll pause it for next time. You know. Um, yeah. So we'll get the DMT podcast up and going. Yeah. Or just you know, <laughs> chat a ton beforehand and then you know shut the cameras off and. Yeah, yeah, that, get real weird. That'd probably be better. Get real. That'd probably be better. They made me turn them back on oh, afterwards. Yeah. Probably want to turn them back afterwards, though. But I'm yeah, scared of the cameras after that. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Yeah. No. I mean, so uh, we always like to end the podcast. I don't know if you listened before, but just kind of like some good like advice for someone that is like kind of struggling in life. Like uh, you know, they're they're working their job. They're kind of not feeling fulfilled and. They don't feel good mentally or health. They're they're within their bodies. Um, what are some things, some of Kurt's kind of staples to get someone on the road to like start? Uh, I like that you put the you mentioned your morning elixir. I mean, mm-hmm. that's something that you you almost kind of start with, right? Yep, I start. So I'm with a that big or... fan. I stole this concept from Max Shank. Okay, familiar with Max? Never really um, heard the name. Absolute savage of a, of a human, but um, should check him out. Um, his concept is five minute flow. So every morning, like your first five minutes of the day is moving. Mm-hmm. Um, and in really any capacity, there's not any wrong here. Um, so almost always, this is even prior to me, like taking a leak in the morning. I don't drink anything. I'm, I'm lying on the floor in one of the rooms of my house, like rolling around, stretching, lunging, whatever. Um, and then two big glasses of water. I think um, if you could do anything with the first seven minutes of your day, like that's, that's a hell of a start. Um, you know, and I realize people have kids and, and dogs and stuff like that. If it's, if it's 30 minutes after you wake up, then by all means, like when you can finally put some time for yourself. Um, in addition to that seven minutes, I think um, definitely set aside time in your schedule for you, no matter how busy you think you are, like it, find, find something that you enjoy doing, whether that's, you know, whether that's exercise or reading or meditating, playing your instrument. Um, shit, man, if it is video games, if that's what you love doing and you can't find the time to do it, like start with that. Like at the end of the day, if you're, you're more fulfilled in that kind of like me category, like you're going to have more to give others anyway. So say you have, you know, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're awake 18 hours of the day, and you've been, de- you know, dedicating 18 hours to your your job and your children and your you know, whatever responsibilities. 
like I feel like you'd probably be a lot more successful if you, you know, gave yourself an hour and in those 17 hours the rest of the time, you're, you're probably going to be more efficient anyway, right? Yeah. Um, we talk about that a lot. That's an awesome point. Yeah. I love that. So, yeah. you know, as someone who I'm, I'm biased towards like finding exercise and, and something like active. And I think like that's absolutely, it's not a, uh, it's not really a choice. Like it's a, it's a human requirement, right? You need yeah. to be active. Yeah. Um, but if that's super daunting in a place like that, you don't feel that that's the best place for you to start by all means, like find a place that you started. doesn't matter where it is. As long as you take that first step, you know, mm-hmm. um, nice. yellow hashtag all right well this is uh uh, what are we october 13th this is our 13th episode too so whatever that means but that's fucking cool we all thought friday 13th 13th. the cat did Um, love me she didn't love me much during the podcast but prior man she's up nice way up on my leg and shit like this attention yeah it's our first facebook live type of thing man our first facebook live as well um as always you guys listening or on facebook please comment share like follow we're most likely we're going to get a, a a youtube channel set up probably for the next time that's where we're going to do all this stuff but thank you guys for watching listening thank you perry <laughs> anyways all right we'll see you guys next time thanks thanks fellas